Welcome to the Sleepy Cues Podcast, where Linda Schmolowitz and Jessica Suiki will share answers to all your questions related to your children's sleep and parenting of young children. We are both certified gentle sleep coaches. Thanks for tuning in to hear the answers to the many questions that come up with the families we work with. Hi, welcome to the Sleepy Cues Podcast. My name is Jessica Suiki from Luli Sleep Consulting. And today, I'm going to be talking about how to make bedtime smoother and more fun for those older kids. Thank you all for being here with me today. Please don't forget to send any questions or topics you'd like us to cover. We always like to hear from our listeners. You can send us a DM on Instagram at sleepycuespodcast. That's sleepycuespodcast. We'd love to hear from you. So you all know that I strongly suggest these bedtime routines. I really think it's very important in setting up a bedtime and even a nap routine for our kids. It really helps promote healthy sleep habits for our little ones. And it helps our babies know that it's time to go to sleep. So those few minutes before going to sleep, those 10-15 minutes with your child in their room helps them transition from that wake time, that play time during the day to going to sleep. So if you're at the park or you're having lunch, you really don't just want to go into the room and tell your child, go to sleep. They need a little bit of a transition time. And so spending a few minutes doing a nap and bedtime routine in their room helps them transition, but it also signals the brain that, hey, guess what? You got to keep on secreting that melatonin. Don't worry, you're going to sleep soon. So calm yourself down. Let's get ready for bed so that you can fall asleep quicker and easier. Routines in general shouldn't be that long, and there should be one for both nap and night, as I mentioned before. While we have a whole episode talking about what routines look like, I think it's important to share that routines should be set up when your little one is as young as six to eight weeks old. And obviously that routine will look a lot different than when your child is four years old, but it should have that same foundation of the four B's. So while they're babies, it's bath, bottle or breast, book, and then bed. When they're older, there's no more bottle or breast. It would be bath, brush teeth, book, and then bed. And even that book. So when that baby is young, you're reading the book to them. But as your child gets older, maybe your child is reading the book to you. And that's a fascinating transformation. My youngest one is now five years old and she's learning how to read and we're now switching the roles of reading a book whether we read a book together or she reads it to me. It's really really nice. The issue is as your child gets older as they're entering those toddler years we all know they're a lot of fun. The routine often starts falling apart or starts getting a little bit harder. We all know that toddlers can really change things up on us, not just with sleep, but in general, their behavior, their day-to-day, trying to get them dressed or leave the house or sit at the table to eat a meal gets a little bit harder. They have this newfound idea of wanting to be really independent and control everything. And so many parents feel and start noticing a really big change in the sleep routine as well. Some kids start fighting the routine, they start procrastinating, one more book, one more hug, or they drag their feet to go brush their teeth, or they don't want to go get ready for bed until they're kicking and screaming. They think of every 
excuse to prolong the whole bedtime. And so it does get a little bit harder. So today I want to go over a few suggestions and tips on how to handle the bedtime and nap routine, but more specifically the bedtime routine if you feel like you're losing control or it's just getting harder or the routine is no longer doing what it's supposed to do, which is calm, relax, get them ready for bed. It's more of a stress and everyone's not enjoying it and we're kicking and screaming, we're negotiating or we're threatening and We don't really want to end the day like that. So let's talk about the part right before starting the bedtime routine because I think that's very important. Having your child stop doing what they're doing and transitioning to the bedtime routine can actually be a little bit hard. So you're ending the fun or you're announcing that it's bedtime. It's hard. They don't want to stop playing. They don't want to turn off the TV, especially if they have older siblings or the parents are staying awake and they know that. So they're like, well, I don't want to stop playing or watching TV. Everyone else gets to stay up and I'm the only one who has to go to sleep. It's not fun. So a few things that you can do. First off is Make sure that the TV and screens are turned off before you start the routine. So I'm not saying turn off the TV and go straight to starting the routine. I'm saying turn off the screens and TV, then have another activity that is between TV time and bedtime routine. So whether that's blocks or coloring or doing a maze or magnet tiles, something that can still entertain them and is still kind of fun and you're hanging out with them, but is not a screen. Screens are always the hardest to part with. Studies show that those images and the lights, they're flashing. And while we look at our kids and they're just like staring at the screen, there's a lot of movement. And the change from that constant visual stimulation to not is a really big change for our kids. Another thing you can do is announce that bedtime is actually coming up. So we're not actually doing the bedtime routine, but it is coming up soon. So for instance, if she's coloring, you can tell her, okay, finish coloring with that red crayon and then we can start our routine or finish coloring that page or finish building that tower. Tell them that they can still do one more thing, do it, and then we're going to start the routine because you don't want to like just pop up, hey, it's time to go to sleep, guys, and they're in the middle of doing something. That is when you'll see the biggest tantrum. (laughs) Okay, so you've turned off the screens. They've had a little bit of downtime. You're announcing that bedtime is coming up and you've given them one more task or one more job or one more fun thing they can do. And now it's time to start the routine. Ugh, these kids hate doing the routine a lot of times. They don't want to separate from their parents at the end of the day. And so the fact that they're starting the bedtime routine or even the nap routine signals that they are separating from their parents, that they're separating from the fun. And so after they've completed their last activity, we need to go get them to brush their teeth, which is not fun. Or we need them to go to the potty, also not fun. So why can't we make the bedtime routine fun? Why does it have to be boring? Why does it always have to be a task here and a task there? So I always say introduce play into the boring task. So for instance, my husband with my five-year-old daughter will race up the stairs and see who gets to the bathroom first to brush their teeth. Or I'm going to brush my teeth in my bathroom, you're going to brush your teeth in yours, and let's see who wins. Or can we hop over to the bathroom? I'll carry you on my back. Can we tiptoe? 
And then even maybe putting on your pajamas, you can still race. Or can you do it without smiling? Have a really serious face while we're putting on that pajama. So try to bring in a little bit of fun into the boring tasks of brushing the teeth and putting on the pajamas and going into their room to bring and segue the fun part into the really boring, boring part. So now you've gotten them into their room. They have their PJs, they've gone to the potty, they've brushed their teeth, and now it's time to start the routine. I do always suggest having the routine done in their room as being in their room in their sleep environment helps them signal it's time to go to sleep and we've already had them in their room so we've already separated them from their fun task, we've already separated them from the family and the screens, let's just get them in their room and start the routine. I will say that as a child gets older, it's okay if part of the routine is done in your room. So for instance, my nine-year-old, he will get ready for bed, but books are done in my room. So my nine-year-old and I lay down in my bed and we're each reading our own books side by side. Now, sometimes I do read him the book. Sometimes he reads me the book. Sometimes we do a together book, things like that. But oftentimes we're just both in my bed reading a book side by side. And then he will go into his room and then I tuck him in. While they are younger, around two, three, four years old, I do suggest having the routine done in their room. As they get older, you can actually do it somewhere else. As long as you're not doing it in front of the TV or in the living room or a place where the rest of the family's there and it's loud and it's stimulating and it's not really a calming setting. When it comes to the books, this can also be an issue for a lot of the toddlers because they take advantage of the books as a way to procrastinate the routine. They want one more book, one more book, read that again. And so a lot of parents feel like they've lost control when it comes to books because it gets to the point where we're almost there to say goodnight. And so the parents are extremely tired, but the child kind of revs up a little bit more and fights a little bit more. Reading a book doesn't always necessarily need to be boring. When they're younger, the books are those hardcover books and they're short and engaging and fun. But as they get older, you can make it silly. You can do silly voices. You can kind of act it out. You can even do the ones that are like press and feel and make the noises. I love the seek and find books for the older ones. So the all-time favorite in our house is Richard Scarry's Cars and Trucks and Things That Go. It's so fun because every page while we're reading part of the story, we're also looking for that little gold bug hidden. And so it's kind of like a seek and find. It's more like those Where's Waldo books. Having your child part of the process, even though they can't read, you can still make it engaging by doing silly voices or by acting it out or making sounds or seek and find. You can make it fun and entertaining. Now, of course, remember to set up the rules and the boundaries throughout the routine. So what that means is From the beginning, you are not only announcing that the routine is coming up and you're announcing what's next, you are also setting up the limits and boundaries. So we are brushing our teeth and then we're going into the room. We are not going into the living room. We're not letting our child run around the house. You don't have to tell them what they can't do because then it's a negative association. You want to do a positive association. For instance, we're done brushing our teeth. Now let's go into your room and read a book. And this is where it's up to you as a parent to not let the child run around the house crazy. If your child starts doing that, 
that's where you need to set up a limit and a boundary. This is where the fun stops for a second. So we were being silly, we were having fun brushing our teeth and racing up the stairs, but now it's time to go read a book. If your child starts running around and taking advantage, this is where you say, if you don't go into your room, that means I can't read you a book. There are many times with my younger one where I tell her, if you don't come into the room, you're actually going to miss the book because I'm going to start reading it. And so whether you come or not, I'm reading the book. And if by the time you get into the room, I'm done with the book, then you have missed the book. And that often gets her running back into the room and reading the book. Another limit and boundary that you can set is how many books. I'm going to read you two books. If we go into the room and just read books, they hear the word books and that means for them they can read four or five or as many as they ask. And so I will read you two books. And why don't you go ahead and pick the two books or I'll pick one and you pick the other. So it also gives a child the option of being part of the routine and helping you decide on the book. The boundary limit comes when those two books are done, there's no more books. So if she asks for another book, We'll leave it aside, we'll leave it in the kitchen, and we'll read it tomorrow morning. So you're done with the brushing of the teeth, we've gone to the potty, we've gone into the room, we've read a couple of books. Now, we're covering and we're saying goodnight, and this is when you're transitioning from ending the routine or the last part of the routine and then leaving the room. This is where sometimes it gets a little bit harder because your child doesn't want you to finish the routine, your child doesn't want you to leave, and the requests start happening again. Another book, more water, more cuddles. So if you are consistent and stick to the checklist of the routine, it will help you stay on track and not let the whole routine fall apart. Ensuring that the last transition is smooth at this point is when you wanna stop with the fun and bring in the soothing, calming part of the routine. While this is soothing and calming, I also find it a lot of fun, is doing some mindful meditation. A good calming technique that I often did with my boys when they were younger is a mindful meditation where we would say goodnight to our body and we would go step by step saying goodnight to each body part and kind of like wiggling it out. Goodnight fingers, wiggling the fingers. Goodnight arms, shaking those arms. Goodnight head, moving the head. And so it's kind of like a way to get all our sillies out, but we would do a meditation. There's so many guided meditations now on YouTube or on these apps where they are audio, not visual, and it's a guided meditation to help the kids calm their bodies and gather their thoughts or calm their thoughts and their breathing. And you can even do it together with your child in their room because again, it's fun, but it's also calming and soothing and doing it together is really nice. After you're done with the meditation, you can always do some good night and cuddles and have like one last talk. This is something that you have to be very careful with because some of these toddlers take advantage and will talk and talk and talk or ask you many questions or one more hug or one more kiss. And so you have to make sure that yes, there's a hug. Yes, there's two or three kisses. Yes, we can say goodnight, but you don't want to linger too much. So a little conversation about how her day was or what she's looking forward to is great. And a fun activity that I always did with my kids is what are we looking forward to or what was our top three moments of the day, whether it's happy or funny or whatever the moments were that stand out for my child that day. Share your top three of the day. I shared my top three of the day. And then I would say, all right, 
let's get ready to dream. So what do you want to dream about? And that's where we come in with a little bit of a fun idea of thinking of fun things to dream about. So my daughter has this obsession of wanting to fly to touch a rainbow, which I find super cute. I also kind of want to touch a rainbow. And so I always tell her, maybe tonight you're going to fly and touch that rainbow. Let me know tomorrow morning. And so it's coming, you're having the conversation, but you're also kind of winding down. It's really, really important, like I mentioned before, to set up the bedtime and the nap time routine at a young age. It's really, really important to adapt the routines as your child gets older based on their age and their capability. But the foundation and the basics and the rules and the boundaries should always be there. And don't be scared of bringing in a little bit of fun into the routine. The routine, especially at the end of the day, is a little bit hard because we're all so tired, both the kids and the parents. And while we all want to go to sleep, for our kids, they actually don't want that. Even though they're tired, they don't want to end the fun. They don't want to separate. So having that as part of your thought process and as a way to guide you doing that routine, knowing my child is fighting me only because she just wants to play more. This isn't a personal thing. She just wants to keep on having fun. So if we can bring in fun in these steps, whether it's brushing our teeth on one foot, whether it's racing upstairs, whether it's making silly voices while you're reading the book or making a very serious face while you're putting on the pajama. There are always ways to bring in fun into the routine and we should not be scared of doing so. And at the same time, leaving those boundaries and rules to guide us as we go through the routine. Hopefully this was helpful for all of you guys. Again, please don't forget to send in your questions and comments. We'd love to hear from you guys. Thanks so much.